Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing agents who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace and I will provide you with my team's unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate topics, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Be a part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you like to listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I have two beautiful women sitting across from me smiling at me as soon as I started talking. (laughs) Um, But I will let everybody know that one of those women uh, is not Sharon. She is preparing for our new construction development in Hanson. So she's got the day off from the show. She's hard at work over there with new construction. Um, Maybe she'll call in later and she'll give a little sneak peek. But... um, I am joined by, again, two beautiful women smiling at me right now. (laughs) And one of them is Kate Fisher, who is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Hello, Kate. Good morning. Good morning. And the other one, which I see, I feel like a lot socially, like in like social environments, like within real estate, but um, Jessica Fennessy from Sherman Law. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining me. So Amy, who is in your office, as well has has joined our show a few times over the years and um, so all of our listeners know her but um, I will give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourselves. Kate you've done the show once before with Sharon correct? That's correct. Okay well I'm going to give you the opportunity to reintroduce yourselves to all of our listeners where you service how long you've been in the business anything that you think that they should know about you. Sure so I'm Kate Fisher I've been in the business for 11 years Uh, this year is my fourth year fully full-time, which has been great, and I'm loving it. Uh, I live here, well, we're in Pembroke right now, but I was raised in Hanson. I am raising my family in Hanson. Um, This year, I'm the PTO president of Hanson, (laughs) Um, so that's a fun new endeavor. It's actually been really interesting, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, I also serve on our board for South Shore Realtors Association, which is our local board, um, which oversees all the realtors in our area, and they're ethical fiduciary everything yeah. and they're located in Pembroke too so yeah so very we're in Pembroke. For you. today we're actually hosting a food drive at the Hanson Shaw's from 10 to 2 so if anybody is out and about and wants to drop some things off for Hanson Food Pantry again we'll be there from 10 to 2 at the Hanson Shaw's um 
And I think that's really... Is that through South Shore Realtors or is that yeah, through so their Hanson PTO? We host a food drive for South Shore Realtors, well, with Social Realtors, and one town per month. Oh, nice. We try to do at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do them all over the South Shore, just trying to, like, replenish the shelves of each of the food pantries yeah. locally. Um, so it's a really great experience and eye-opening if you will um and it's gonna rain all day so i have all the layers and i have (laughs) all of the are you gonna be on the little like covered part or are you in the parking lot no no we'll be on the covered part um thankfully but everyone's (laughs) like are we still doing it like as long as we're not soaked do people still need food then yes Yes. we're still doing it yes exactly (laughs) exactly no it's really cool actually like people will walk up and they have their cart, and you think they're going to hand you, like, two things. And they're like, no, this is for you. Oh, and yeah. they give you, like, the whole cart yeah. for the pantry, and it's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so I may not be looking forward to the rain and the cold, but I am looking forward to the yeah. feeling. The nice. feeling. Yeah. I feel like you're always doing something and, and always doing something to give back. I, I try. And I hope it comes back to you as well. I yeah. try. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's you saying that we actually this friday at boston connect right mm-hmm. here in pembroke we are hosting emmy and i a blood drive for boston children's hospital and that is from nine to three and we still have uh quite a few spots left. yeah i am donating i think you i'm like are. super early I-, I wanted to get it out of the way in the morning i don't i don't I have like a problem with donating blood and i did it the last time you guys had him here um but i'm just like i, I gotta get it out of my head yeah and, and not sit in your yeah, office watching everyone office. come yeah. in and out yeah, all day yeah because I have the perfect <laughs> I have the corner office here and I you know I'm upstairs and I'm like I got a bird's eye view of everything going yeah. outside and so yeah I will be seeing people going in and out of that thing all day and I'll be like no, I got to get it done in the morning or else I'll freak out. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. So this is your first time on our show, Jessica. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to all of our listeners, um, what you do for a living, uh, areas you service, anything that you think our listeners should know about you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so my name is Jessica Fennessy from Sherman Law. So I'm a real estate attorney uh, on the South Shore. So we have our main office in Hingham and I run our office in Plymouth. So as a practicing attorney for 15 years now in real estate law, I've sort of seen all of it and yeah. I'm looking forward to chatting about with all of you. Um, where do I live? I live in Kingston right now with my two sons and my husband. I've been there for about 12 years, formerly from Rockland, which is where I grew up and where my mm-hmm. parents still are. Um, I met my husband in high school, kind wow. of fun fact, high school sweethearts, still so together. <laughs> Look at us, we're like gushing. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. Went to South Shore Vocational Technical High School, um, took automotive, which I was is a just fun fact ask. about me. Oh, wow. Um, and sort of went from there to college, to law school, and, and here I am now. Yeah. So doing what I love and, and you know, supporting like my I family with it and sharing all. So much. Yeah, it's like a hobby. And a career in one. Yeah, so. yeah. It would be a very intense hobby if it was. If it was just one. You're like uh, always in, engaged in real estate. But have you like? Okay, so you were in automotive. I was. Yes. So what made you make the switch to? <laughs> so a lot of reading. Law. I know it's a huge jump. Um, so in high school, 
learning automotive, it was sort of like, why, why'd you pick that? You yeah. Know? Well, um, cosmetology was full and, um, <laughs> you know, Hey, we're just keeping it real here. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, boys liked cars and I liked boys. So it yeah. sort of fit together. <laughs> this is perfect. I love this. an opportunity. I love this story. So it was an efficient use of time. So, and, it, and honestly, my, I grew up with a father so that was funny. very active, mm-hmm. um, always tinkering with something yeah you know mechanical so i sort of definitely grew up with that in my in my life so it was something i knew a little bit about you know what i've always sort of wanted that skill of like knowing what's going on with automotive because i'll be honest i'm a single girl but if i talk to a guy and they know about like cars and stuff i'm always like oh you like could you teach me and they're like no i'll do it for you and i'm like no i I want to learn i don't need you to do anything for me i want to (laughs) learn and i'm still single so um So, okay. Maybe it's time to learn how to change yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should let somebody do something for me. Um, okay, so Kate. Yeah. I, I don't even re- really remember how it got brought up. I think we were talking at a roundtable or a debrief or something, and we were talking about filling our our uh, schedule here because we are live every Tuesday night from 6.15 to 7. And hello, we're live now um, every Saturday, 8 to 9. I'm still getting that in my head. I'm still I'm still in the old time frame. What time but- is it? <laughs> what what time is it? Yeah, eight o'clock comes real fast, but here we are. Um, <clears throat> I, I I don't even re- really remember, but I re- remember getting a, an email from you saying, "Hi, can I do the show with you guys?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, you My can." Goal. Once a month, I have a topic, and I'm like, "Yes, this you is, can." Okay, so it's it. your idea, your topic. Why did you choose this today? And uh, first of all, we haven't even said what it is. So you tell everybody what we're talking about today. Yeah, so we're talking today about reasons why buy may back out of a real estate transaction and the reason why it kind of was top of mind for me was I was kind of in the middle of a sale that kind of went wrong mm-hmm. kind it, of or did go it wrong. went wrong yeah it, it wrong. did yeah it was hard for them it was definitely a heartbreak um, and it was very much necessary and the right thing to do but those things always feel really heavy Mm -hmm. at the time um and i felt like a lot of agents may not they may or may not really delve into the responsibility and what happens when you back out of a transaction at different points like there might be there's financial implications you might lose your deposit you might you know, X, Y, or Z. So it's not always just like the emotional impact yeah. of like saying, okay, that inspection was awful and I don't want to move forward, but actually knowing like words matter. So in your offer, if you're not writing things in a way that you're very explicit and direct, then that can actually get you into a lot of trouble. So I reached out to Jessica to see if she'd want to join us. Mm-hmm. And of course, she was thank you, Kate. Thrilled to join us. Um, and Jessica and I work a lot together, and she is fantastic. And I love working with her. So yeah, happy to have her here today. Yeah, I I know I'm so happy that you, like I said, I see you very like socially, like and you know, I I usually have like a drink in my hand. We have these bubbly social. We, have, we, have we do. We have great events. I yeah, feel like you guys. You guys do, events. but yeah. you guys, your office does too. Yeah, um, they do. have really great events. And I, if you guys are having anything soon. And I want to give you the opportunity to sort of um, promote that. But um, 
So, what is the relationship here? Do you, have, you guys have worked together before? Like, what, how does... It's how actually it kind of funny. Um, so, I used to work very closely with an attorney out of Hingham, and I loved her. Mm-hmm. And nothing was going to break that, because I truly loved her. And then I had a client that was like, I already have an attorney, and I was like, oh, that's perfectly fine. That's fine. And, and then, if you're watching us on Facebook, we are Facebook Live. She's throwing yes, up her hand. That's throwing fine. Her hand. Like well, someone's because, fighting with her. You know, it's our obligation. We, if, if I'm working with a client and they want a recommendation, I'll give them, you know, the, the three people I love most. Yeah. And I'll tell them why each of them are fantastic. And sometimes that's for very different reasons. Um, but this person, again, she was just near and dear. And I loved her. We worked great together. We had a process. And then they're like, oh, well, here's Jessica Fennessy. And I'm like... All right. <laughs> and I had never worked together at that point. Yeah. We had never. I never even honestly heard of Jessica Fennessy, and I'm so glad that I did. But she sent her first email to the clients, and I was like, oh, my God. That's it. She had I my heart over immediately. It's she had my heart <laughs> with an email. Like, it was just everything that they needed to know. Everything was outlined perfectly. Um, it was very transparent, and I feel like a lot of times we, like, We'll give the recommendation to a buyer or a seller, yeah. and they don't even ask, like, what's the fee or what is, you know, kind of the process or what does she need from me? They just are like, okay, yeah, like, let's do that. And a lot of times attorneys don't even respond to them with, this is the fee. And she was just so transparent about yeah. everything. I almost felt like, like, there's so much more value to being transparent about what you charge as yeah. a fee and what your service is. Yeah. And just kind of being up front with that. And I'm sorry, were you representing the buyer or the seller? I was representing the buyer. Okay, yeah. So we have a great email that's sort of an expectations next steps email that our buyers find super helpful. It's and that's awesome. what won Kate over for yeah. me. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think at Sherman Law, we just want our expectations set. We want our fees set. We want to know our role and how we can help. And yeah. all of those being laid out in sort of a 10-point outline just helps everyone get on the same page. Yeah. And and it won me Kate too. So and sometimes you fall in love over, <laughs> yeah. over an email. <laughs> sometimes you fall in love over an email. I love that. I love systems. Um, well, and everybody who listens to our show, everybody in our office knows that I am a first-time homebuyer in this market, which is not ideal. But um, but yeah, I do. And even though I am a professional in this industry, like I do love a really good email. I like to be outlined yeah. because for someone like me who is purchasing a home on their own you need like I need to know like what's happening what's going on and every dollar like because and I say this all the time on the show I'm not depending on anybody else I'm not I don't have anybody to turn to and be like oh can I borrow some money I'm or like, short $2,000 oh, our, our bill is $5,000 for this like or you know I'm short this or whatever or I have an unexpected fee like there's no one to turn to so for somebody who is doing this it doesn't even have to be on their own just if, if you're money conscious or whatever you yeah. just want to sort of get ahead you need to have all the all the steps laid out. This is what you're going to need for purchase and sales. This yes. is what you're going to need day of closing. These are your closing costs. All that stuff. So yep. I love that. I love a good email. Yeah. A good email outline. I actually copied Jessica. Now I have one too. <laughs> um, okay, so not not to go into too many details about your situation because there might be some things that you can't sort of relay to mm-hmm. everybody, but what are some of the reasons why either... Are we talking about just buyers or sellers backing out? I or both? we could talk about, we could okay. talk about both. So, so what, are some, what are some examples of why maybe a buyer would, would walk away? From a, from a transaction. And we can go through the whole process as well. Yeah, so uh, 
early on. And then, oh, sorry to cut you off. So maybe you come up with a scenario and you come up with like what the repercussions are like if they really could, like legal aspect of what like, would okay, do? Yeah. what would Jessica do? Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to intro with sort of what an offer is quickly yeah, because sure. I think that um, buyers hopefully understand that when you put in a offer to purchase real estate, it's a binding contract. Mm-hmm. So the first part is, you know, what is the contract? What are the terms? What is the dollar amount? What's the timeline? So those are sort of our four corners of the contract where the offer is so, so important yeah. to outline that for us. Because anytime you want to get out, we need to look back to that contract. Yeah. So that offer is so important. So any buyers, you know, putting in an offer, make sure you're really set out with some basic, really <clears throat> in essential terms so that if we have to get out, when you show me your offer, I can look at it. Yeah. And you ask me, if Kate calls me and says, hey, how do we get out for yeah. this reason? I have to go, I need the offer first. Yeah. I can't just pull something Please out help. of the air. It has to be. <laughs> well, especially right now, it's so important because, you know, and again, from personal experience, I'm up against at least 15 other offers, like with all these houses because yeah. of my price point. So um, I am up against other buyers and you know, sometimes you do things that you didn't think that you would. Sometimes 100%. you offer things that you don't think that you were going to offer. But you know what? When you think that you've found the one, you're like, oh, no, I want this. Yeah, and you're like, you I've know? done, I put in and 15 I've, offers. I've done. made that phone call to be like, if for some reason at some point this falls through, can I get my money back? Yes. <laughs> like, can, knowing like, the risk, Knowing the risk. Like, I am willing to... Uh, you know, put up this amount of money, but can like, if for some reason <laughs> you can't get to the next step, can I move backwards? <laughs> and can yeah. I find something else? And that's someone who does this every day. Yeah, yeah. Because it, and it's it's funny because you know you think that you know all these things, but then when you're in it, you're like so naive to the fact. Like, yeah. and I talk about this all the time. My Jasmine um, Glasgow, who is my um, loan officer from Maritime Mortgage, she's actually going to be on the show with me on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I just tell the story all the time. I had no idea if I was even ready, if I was even anything. Like, I was like, oh, I saved some money, I paid off some debt. Like, <laughs> I have a good job. Like, what well, you know? Let's do and it. she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, you are there. Like, you're ready. Like, you could look at a house today. like, And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> you know? That's actually a lot. Oh, I was like, I'm panicking. Right I'm panicking. But, um, okay, so, yes, the perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, so, okay, so maybe a scenario. Uh, maybe early on in the process. Yeah, so it's funny because when Jessica and I were talking, I was like, okay, when I started 11 years ago, like your offer terms were literally like property be- to be delivered in broom swept condition, like all personal property to be off the property. And now it's like buyers are flexible. Buyers, you know, have already gone through the underwriting process. All they need is, you know, title and appraisal. Like we're putting in appraisal gaps where, you know, dictating out what appliances are to say and what our strategy is like it's a full paragraph at like font eight to fit it all Mm -hmm. so it's a very different world people are waiving inspections so that takes a whole contingency away so skips right to purchase and sale for people and that's scary too because Mm -hmm. you don't know what could have happened in the inspection but i would say the first big part of the process where people do back out is home inspection and luckily we're kind of going and shifting into a market where people are having home inspections again which is awesome because i love that that's the buyer's right they should be able to do that um but we are seeing it more which makes me very happy uh but with that said 
sometimes you find things in those inspections that you're like, oh, that's, Mm -hmm. I can't move forward with that. Um, Or negotiating, trying to get the sellers to, you know, mitigate whatever that issue is. Um, So when you do your offer, say you're putting in an offer for a buyer, there is that paragraph where you essentially just put in a date of how you can have your uh, um, inspection until then. But do you put any additional verbiage at the bottom like, oh, for for informational purposes only, which, by the way, we hate that term. Like, we hate that term because, okay, I got the information. I don't like it. I'm still going to walk away. It's the worst term ever. Who cares? It literally means nothing because a home inspection is always for informational purposes and then you have the opportunity and the right to make a decision based off of that now to say like okay we will move forward based on fixes up to twenty thousand dollars that's one thing um and we've done that before but i mean at the end of the day i would just be curious if like so i'm asking you say you had the home inspection you did like the twenty thousand dollar gap and your buyers are like, oh, absolutely not. Like something happens, even if yeah. they f- maybe it wasn't going to come to twenty thousand dollars, they still want to back out. What is like? Does anybody go to you and say like, what's the repercussion of that? Because as a seller, I'd be like, show me the receipt, like exactly. show me invoices that tell you that you have twenty thousand dollars worth of work to do here. So what normally happens is Kate will send the offer over. Her buyers will then do their home inspection. I'm already in the process of working with the seller's attorney on a purchase and sale. So we're sort of waiting to hear what's going on with inspections. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll start to move forward on the assumption the transaction's solid, but then all of a sudden I'll get news that the buyer's inspection was not satisfactory. Mm-hmm. So I'll look to the offer and see what's in there. And mm-hmm. there could be one of a few things. It could just say, like you had said, just a date. Uh, we have a date to do our home inspection. If we're not satisfied, which is buyer satisfaction, which is very open, yeah. then we can back out. And then you get your first deposit money back. Mm-hmm. It might say something a little bit more limiting, such as informational purposes only, which doesn't limit that much, but it just yeah. basically states that the buyer will review their inspection report, but they will not present repairs to the seller. They mm-hmm. just have the right to back out and get their money back. Mm-hmm. But, but even do. though it says that, we often still negotiate <laughs> inspection yeah, repairs. It just means the seller is basically not entertaining any discussion of repairs, but often we can get past that. Then there's sort of even more limiting language where you would say, we're going to do a home inspection. We are not going to present any issues to the seller unless they have a certain value. Yeah. There's two ways to do that. There's a cumulative value mm-hmm. of, like you said, 20000 mm-hmm. or there's sort of a one repair value. So a roof, a yeah. furnace, like a $5,000 yeah. single item. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes if it's a cumulative value, you have a lot of flexibility as a buyer because you can often nitpick mm-hmm. many things to add to $20,000. But if you're limiting it to one item of substantial value, like 5000 you would need to put forth that the roof is not safe, needs to be replaced. The cost of that is $15,000. Yeah. So I think there's ways to get creative as a buyer's agent and also as a listing agent receiving those offers to see what's there and if you understand what it means so that yeah, everyone is on the sure. same page. Yeah, it is very important for, and I'm looking at you as a buyer's agent, to get creative because oh, yeah. your buyer is up against. So the seller can just be like, no, I'm not doing it. Moving on to the next one. Yeah. Moving on to the oh, next 100%. one. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that would, my heart would sink. I'd be yeah. like, no, how can we get All this together, time. please? <laughs> we'll put an offer and it's like drastically over asking and all the terms are great. And the listing agent will call and be like, your offer is fantastic, but all of the other offers have waived contingency yeah. for inspection. And I'm just like, 
you know which buyers are okay doing that and sometimes like you said you're on your 15th offer and they're finally like i'm done like i'm waving my white flag wave the inspection i just need a house i want to be done yeah and but there's buyers i've worked with for a year a year and a half not because i'm doing anything wrong or because they're doing anything wrong but because they know in their hearts they want to have a home inspection they don't feel comfortable moving forward until they get that yeah so it's like the wait might be longer but you're going to feel more comfortable knowing that you actually like did what you felt was right Mm -hmm. um but there is like yeah it stinks some people just they're not even going to consider it and then there's others where it's like you have five offers and all of them had inspections and you're like yes finally yes everyone had one well the thing that stinks about it is like you don't know what the other offers are like that's in in putting in offers for myself that's what's like the most nerve-wracking for me because i'm like Oh my gosh like okay they say that they have seven offers but i'm like trying to like calculate yeah, like figure out what is everybody else doing i'm like so i'm just sitting there staring at my computer like okay what do i offer and it is so nerve-wracking i can only yeah. imagine like you're doing it yourself and obviously you have a whole office full yeah. of people that you can like throw spaghetti off the wall with yeah but like you're still sitting there and like oh yeah still at the end of the day it's me and i'm like all right, like this is the best I can do. Like this is it. I'm like, and then I just sit there. I just hit send. I'm like, do I have a response yet? Oh my <laughs> I, just need to, I just need to know. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, oh god, I just need to know. Do I have a house? Um, but uh, Tim, it, it's eight thirty. Do we have a chance to take a break? Of course, you have a chance to take we a break. No it's your show. You. It is my yeah. show. That is Darn so true. It. You you yeah. got that right, Tim. Yeah. Oh, I never um, forget it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. Um, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am joined by Kate Fisher and Jessica Fennessy. That's like Hennessy with an F. It sure that's what, is. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are going to take a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation when we get back. Let's face it, we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you having difficulty with navigating multiple levels in your home? Are you finding that yard work is taking up all of your free time? Do the home maintenance projects seem never-ending? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Let's face it. We all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you ready to pay your own mortgage rather than somebody else's? Are you looking forward to living under your own roof? Do you often dream about buying your first home, but you're not sure where to begin? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. 
And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm joined today by Kate Fisher, who is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate, and Jessica Fennessy, who is an attorney at Sherman Law. Um, if you want to join in on the discussion uh, and, you know, you not want to be on Facebook, you want to actually talk to us, somebody call <laughs> us, please. 781-837-4900. Again, 781-837-4900. Tim will get you right on over to us. That's the fastest way to talk to us. Um, but we are live on Facebook, so be sure to follow us, Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, it's not the McNamara Broker Team anymore because Mary got married. <laughs> and so now it's what? The McNamara Horton Group. So yeah, we're live on like that too. so fierce, I feel. Yeah, I McNamara like Horton it. It Group. strong. Yeah. It's very McNamara strong. Horton Group. Yeah. Mary got married. I like saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm just like, Mary got married. Um, okay. I want to continue sort of the repercussions or I don't even know because that gives sort of like a negative because sometimes it's not totally negative. People are walking away, but it could be. Um, sort of what happens like maybe in the offer stage like during those contingencies if a buyer was to walk away yeah what happens what's going on so we'll use a scenario that happened recently uh we had a home under agreement uh, under contract if you will um and they did their home inspection everything was great for the most part it was just like normal wear and tear uh and then we went in the attic and the attic was just riddled riddled with moisture they didn't have any of the bathroom fan like no bathroom fans so uh, the moisture was just going up into the attic and having a heyday um and they said it looked like about 20 years of oh like residual build up right um and i was kind of like honestly mine looks like this right now too because the same thing was the same style as my house uh-huh. so mine is the same situation i'm kind of like as a homeowner we need to do that but we haven't actually done it. Yeah. So then we went into the basement and it was kind of the same scenario. So the inspector that we had that day, he had this cool little flashlight that you shine on these areas and it literally shows you the mold. Yeah. So the whole basement was also covered and mold. Um, These guys also wanted to finish the basement. So it was really important to them that they had a radon test. We did that. It came back at, I think this one was like 9.4. So the acceptable amount, I guess you could say, of radon is 4. You want a number below 4. If you have anything over 4, it's suggested that you put in a radon mitigation system. And and radon is a disclosable item. So so if if you were to walk away, now the seller needs to disclose to any other buyer that comes through that there's radon. Yeah. Yeah. They should. Oh, you're smiling (laughs) and you're saying it that way. I'm assuming that they didn't. They should. Um, And yeah, you're right. Um, (laughs) So we had... That's a story for another day. That's a story for another day. I mean, if you could just talk for like a whole... We could talk multiple shows about the things people should do. Um, So I had... Um, you know, the gentleman come out to look at the attic and see the situation there, look at the basement, see the situation there. And he was like, Kate, all of this paneling needs to come out. All of the insulation up here needs to come out. They had like this cedar closet that wasn't really cedar. It was just actually like a flappy type of plywood. So that was all filled also because it just was collecting moisture. So all in all, this was about like $12,000 in like 
things that needed to be mitigated. Mm-hmm. And they're not, like, small things. They're, like, actually, like, health hazards. Yeah, it's health ha- I mean, I feel like, so, again, what, I'll go to you. Say she had, like, the $20,000 gap, but the mitigation came to, you know, 12000 or whatever, but because it's a health hazard, do they still sort of have a way to get out? Even They though should. I mean, depending on the language and the offer, if it, there's like health and safety or a mm-hmm. cap on uh, or a, a requirement of money to be met, I do think you could easily come up with that amount for that situation. I mean, yeah. that was a little more That's drastic than most. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what we thought, but the sellers literally were like, no. No. They said no? They said no. They said no to what? Doing the They weren't repairs going to or? do any of those repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they offered like $5,000, somewhere around so there. So we, we have a couple of approaches. If the buyer wants to stay in the contract mm-hmm. and just wants either to pay less for the house, seller to remediate the issues, or essentially offer uh, money to the problem. So throw money at the problem. They can yeah. offer a closing cost credit. Mm-hmm. So if the buyer's like, listen... I don't want to take it as it is unless something happens. Like, unless I have more money, less money uh, on the purchase price or a fix, I'll move forward. You can go to the bu- you can go to the seller and present those options. Yeah. The seller was really resistant on that and offered yes. a very small amount um, as in exchange for keeping mm-hmm. the deal together. Yeah, and like you guys yeah. were talking about earlier, like knowing what's twenty thousand dollars in repairs. Like, yeah. my husband is a contractor. I got the mold guy out there in a day and a half because of the relationship he has with Boston Connect. Oh, was it Jake? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to get a contractor in and your inspection period, it's not probably going to happen unless yeah. it's like your uncle's sister's brother who's doing someone a favor. But like, it is not in the norm that a contractor, I mean, they have their week planned out. They have their next month planned out. Yeah. So you're not going to get yeah. generally someone in to give you a quote on these repairs in that inspection time frame. One, because we have to make it as tight as possible so that they accept our offer knowing that we're going to get everything done super quick and we beat a PNS in a time that makes them feel comfortable. So if we like, you know, we were in 1995 and we could have a two week inspection period, great, but we, we don't live in a world where we can do those things right now. Yeah. So it's like you almost, and I don't feel comfortable at least putting a dollar amount on those things be- for that reason. Like I know that trying to get all those people in is just it's not realistic at this point. So it's yeah. like just saying we're having an inspection and then we're going to decide from there yeah. how yeah. we want to move forward makes me feel most comfortable because I know what the impact is of trying to get and rally all those people together. It just yeah. can't happen sometimes. Yeah. Well, and then it, you're not in that it helps that Jake has been on our show a few times he and was he does work awesome. very closely with our agents. So that's good. So, so awesome. He was there literally in a day. And I'll also say, um, Stork, Radon, Stork, Radon, I don't know how to actually say it. Um, they were awesome. Like, yeah. they had a quote within, like, three hours, wow. which is fantastic. Um, and obviously, this deal didn't move forward. But same thing, I had one recently. It, I was the list agent, and he quote in three hours and was out within two days putting in the radon system so like all these contractors that you work with that like you build these relationships it's just awesome to have because they like really get things done yeah immediately yeah. which and you do need that sort of ammunition sometimes yeah. in writing to yeah. get your buyer out so i think yeah. having uh you know agents at boston connect with these resources is huge yeah. because if i need something in writing to show a dollar amount for a repair to get us out of contract yeah you need something in writing. It's not just, yeah. oh, my brother's cousin said it's going to be this much. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or my dad. 
Yeah. My dad said. My dad said. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, as a listing agent, like, do you want to hear that? Like, oh, the buyer's dad yeah. said that, like, it was costless. I'd be like, oh, well, I could go to anybody's house and be like, that's a million-dollar repair. That's how I would I'm just being stubborn. Oh, no. It's always, it's a good, good memes, the dad memes. <laughs> yeah, the dad memes. Yeah, all the, all the home inspection memes that are out there. Because we do a newsletter here every Friday, and Julia does the newsletter, and she puts in a real estate meme at the bottom. <laughs> I used to, I used to do it, and agents used to say, you know what, I, I'll be honest with you, I just scroll to the bottom to see what meme you put in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's other information in there that you should be reading. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of them are the... You know, you pull up to the home inspection and there comes six cars and it's like, oh, your father, your uncle, your grandfather. And you're just like, all these people telling you the house is going to fall down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well it's done. not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Offer. Do we want to say anything else with offers or yeah. do we want to move forward in the process? So these guys decided not to move forward. Mm-hmm. So the amount that they negotiated was 5000 and they basically were like, we're not comfortable with this. Yeah. If these are the situations and they're not okay with, like, the safety of our family, then we're good. Um, at the end of the day, they were kind of like, well, if they're not okay with these actual, like, safety things, what else is happening here that we might yeah. not be yeah. seeing? Um, so they just didn't feel right about it. So, unfortunately, I called Jessica and I was like, they don't want to move forward. What do we do? What do we do? And honestly, I've never had a situation where they haven't given back, like, the earnest money that you submit with the offer mm-hmm. so like i said that to Jess, I'm like, that's never happened to me so yeah. it's like so they were refusing to they give. initially did not want to so when you put your offer and you have to tender consideration or mm-hmm. money it's customarily a thousand dollars as much as five thousand yeah. right now because it can mm-hmm. be uh make you look more desirable the more you put down so that first thousand dollars is always essentially at risk for the buyer yeah if they back out and don't proceed unless they have some justification for terminating. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to use our inspection contingency for our justification. So they were arguing a bit. I mean, it was attorney back and forth with myself and the other, uh, the seller's attorney. I mean, we ultimately prevailed, but it was definitely a a little bit of an uphill battle. Yeah, you prevailed. (laughs) Well, we try. We try. I usually look to the language, which is why I mentioned that earlier, is just whatever's there is really what I have to, that's what you've, you've given me for. Do you feel like it's like black and white? No, no, I do not. Shades of gray. Lots of gray. Yeah. Lots of gray. And honestly, luckily for me, um, I only do real estate law, so I am very familiar with most of the other attorneys in the area that also... Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's so We interact often, Mm -hmm. daily. I mean, I might have three deals with the same attorney in the same day. Like, we're going back and forth on different transactions. So we have sort of... You know, we have consideration for each other, and we know sort of what the other's argument is likely to be. I can always see things from both sides. So when I present my argument for my client, I do know what the other person is likely going to say back. So I try to think of that when I'm going in. and. I try to give as much as I can for my side. And, you know, there are tricks. There are tricks to doing it. So, uh, and there's other reasons, not just Mm -hmm. inspections. But um, I've had one with financing just recently fall apart in between offer and purchase and sale. Oh, wow. Um, Which doesn't happen often, but it it can. That's interesting, between offer and purchase and sale. Exactly. Without going into full detail, give an example of how. Sure. Like, how? So, it was a buyer, and they put an offer in with a Mm pre-approval from a local lender, and it looked solid on on its face. And when we were doing purchase and sale, we were going back and forth about sale of home contingency for the buyer, which meant they had to sell a home to buy this home. Mm -hmm. So we were sort of reinforcing those terms to be like, what does that mean? What is the flexibility they have to close? Um, And when we 
ran their numbers with another lender because they were rate shopping because that's happening a lot right now with buyers. Mm -hmm. So in the rate shopping they were doing, they ran another pre-approval and that lender red flagged several things for them. Um, They were self-employed, which can be difficult. Yeah. So that lender sort of highlighted some concerns. So then we all got on the phone to talk about it and they were not going to ever be qualified to yeah. proceed. So yeah. I'm just happy we found it out then versus yeah. later because... Oh, 10 days before our Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's oh. nobody wants that to happen. So basically at that point, the buyers were devastated. They had no idea that that was going to happen. Um, so what they were out was their inspection. They had a home inspection. Mm-hmm. They were out that money. Um, but I was able to terminate the offer based upon the inability to obtain financing, which doesn't normally happen that early, but it yeah. did in this situation. And I got their denial letter and we got their $1,000 back. So, yeah. you know, you can do that. It does happen. That's why picking a lender is so important um, and making yeah. sure you're sort of scrutinizing what's on the pre-approval. Yeah. And again, just from a buyer's perspective, like every house that I've put in an offer in it, I've had to go to Jasmine and be like, hey, can I do this? Because yeah. the rate is so flexible. Because like just now just I'm moving. now I'm looking higher and higher and I'm offering more and I'm putting more down. I'm like, every offer I've put in has been different from the last. So mm-hmm. I have to go to her and be like, can I do this? Like and your taxes are substantially different. Yeah, taxes are on different. What town you're yeah, in. you just never know. And I mean, I've been at this a year now. I mean, I did have something under agreement. Thankfully, I did have um, a home inspection and I walked away. But that was last December. Wow. And to think about well, how how much I had that house under agreement for, and now I'm offering considerably more for something else very similar <laughs> now. Maybe this December will be. And it. I'm just like, yeah, I think maybe Christmas December. Christmas in your new home. Yeah, Christmas in my new house. Um, you know, it, it it really is so important. I always say this. Always keep in contact with your loan officer. Always even check in with your attorney. Like, I'm sure it's not a bothersome to be like, hey, just making sure that, like, we're all groovy. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're all so, I mean, I do get a lot of phone calls over the weekend or text messages from realtors asking for offer tips. Like, yeah, are about to submit an offer. Yeah. It has to be in on Sunday. And, yes, I yes, your attorney texts you. Well, your attorney should text you. And if they don't, maybe yeah. you need to think about Maybe you should, attorney, uh, yeah. And um, that Amy should be and Jessica. I and everyone at Sherman Law, we pride ourselves on our availability and our responsiveness. So having the ability to text us over mm-hmm. the weekend and say, hey, I'm thinking about adding an appraisal gap. My lender told me this. How do I word that correctly? Yeah. Not yeah. to scare the seller and also make me look strong as a buyer, mm-hmm. but also protect me if something comes up. Yeah. So exactly. that's key to know. Yeah. Super important. I mean, and... It's always funny because when Amy is on the show, we'll say something and she and she always goes, what depends? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So shades of gray, not black and white. So that's the legal system. Yeah. So I feel like you guys are really good at coming up with the verbiage to be like, no, we can we can go ahead with the shades of gray with this. Well, Because you can go in either direction. (laughs) You can be too vague, which doesn't give me strong enough argument. Or you can go too specific where I'm very limited in my argument. Like there's a fine balance in the middle fine balance and you guys got to come together and, and figure that out yeah. um, it's so important to have those relationships and ask the questions because yeah. now you kind of have that in your toolbox for like forever like mm-hmm. i have a list of all of the offer terms i've ever used and how i phrase them because i don't want to bother next saturday with the same question <laughs> yeah but it's like you know what's gonna work you know and again not to scare the list agent but to be strong mm-hmm. and to kind of you know yeah. you have to you're the person that's there to advocate for your buyer and we have to actually be fiduciaries and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. We have to. I know. And it's it's funny. It's not funny because it, it's not funny, but <laughs> I'll just say it's funny. I, um, you know, I do the finances here at Boston Connect Real Estate and, you know, I'm in charge of if for some reason something does fall apart and I have to disperse um, money, well, you know, the money. Yeah. I always ask <laughs> the question, like, what happened? Like, y- y- yeah. you know, because if we're holding escrow, it's usually our listing and I'll ask, like, you know, what happened? You know, the buyer's walking away, the seller's something happened, whatever. So I always like to get sort of the backstory because, A, I know Sharon's going to ask me. So I have, I have that. Because <laughs> she'll be like, oh, why'd that come back on the market? I can be like, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's always interesting to hear the different scenarios that you guys are going through because, again, I'm sitting in my office, I'm here all day, but you guys are like pounding the pavement, in making the sure that, yeah, you're in the trenches out there, unless I'm out there in the trenches for myself, which is exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned Amy's response normally, yeah. too, is the shades of gray. I mean, it's a negotiation always yeah. um, at all stages. Yeah. So, you know, when you're trying to back out of an, of an offer or a purchase and sale and there's money on the line, if you have a solid justification for getting out, that's great. Yeah. But the other side does have to agree to that. Mm-hmm. So if their attorney is fighting me strong on something, we sometimes have to compromise. Yeah. It really depends how gray it is and how clear it is. If you yeah. have a solid denial within your timeline and you can back out, you get your money back. If you don't and you're asking for some input mm-hmm. and you might have to negotiate. You can offer to sort of split the deposit. Yeah. You can offer to I've seen that too. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Or often um, I've had buyers successfully back out of a purchase and sale, which is that second stage. And they've offered to pay the seller's attorney's fees. Mm-hmm. So they've given that attorney their their fee so that the seller can now enter a new contract with a new buyer without any excess yeah. attorney fees. So we get creative with it to make sure everyone leaves feeling somewhat whole um, because it's a negotiation yeah. at all stages. Yeah. And it's so important for you, Kate, to have those conversations with either the loan officer or the attorney to make sure that you're not offering anything in your effort that they're not capable of following through Mm -hmm. with. Um, So, yeah, uh, sorry to put it on you guys, but uh, yeah, ask those questions. Like, continue to ask those questions because at the end of the day, if for some reason something gets a little messed up, it might come back on you. Oh, 100%. And there's like, you know, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about reaching out to people. And Jess says, if they don't text you back on a Saturday, like, it's a problem. She's not wrong. Like, whether it's the lender or the attorney, like, we're all a team. And unfortunately, like, real estate isn't nine to five. Yeah. (laughs) It's just not. So it's like those, the lenders and the attorneys, like, the way I see it is, you know, there's some great banks that are, you know, in the sky, if you will, and they're like internet-based banks. Yeah. We're never going to know what that person's face looks like. It's like, I want to put a face with a name. I want to work with local people yeah. that I can like see and build relationships with. And I know my client can go talk to them at their office if they want to. And like, because yeah. you have people that work in all different ways. They're comfortable with e-signature or they want to sit in a room and like actually talk about things. Yeah. So it is just, it's so important to have those local relationships where like there's a name with a face. Yeah. And, and it's so important to work them. in teams. I and mean, they respond. Yeah, it's so important to have your team. You know, you have your loan officers that you typically go to, your attorneys that you typically go to, all of your vendors. Um, so it, it's important to always say, like, you know, I have a team behind me. Like, yeah. we're working together. But our goal is to make sure that everything stays together and everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, we have less than 10 minutes, so about eight minutes left. So oh, no. I, I know. I, I know. I told you. so fast. I told you it goes pretty fast. So we usually get a couple shows out of these things. So you guys will have to come back. And um, you know, continue. But um, and just a little, a little tidbit. 
you said something about like not hearing back from people i always say that silence is deafening like if you're not hearing from somebody and you're continuing to reach out there's something wrong on the other end they're trying to figure something out or they're trying to back out and i always like me i'm like okay what are some of the scenarios and the reason what could happen what could happen you know and so you got to be prepared for for everything unfortunately um okay so we we do only have a couple minutes and i want to give you guys an opportunity at the end of the show to give your contact information at again but um what are some of the final thoughts wrapping up what are some of the things that we didn't get a chance to talk about but you definitely want to talk about today i think the other really big one and the one that happens most often is your appraisal contingency Mm mm-hmm so let's just say we offer 700 for a home and the appraisal comes in at 680. Mm-hmm. What happens? What happens then? Yeah. Right? So I always say, well, there's a couple things that could happen. Um, one, you go in at that 680 and that's the new purchase price and seller and buyer have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Two, you negotiate somewhere in the middle. Or three, the seller says, well, I'm not doing that. So we'll yeah. go back to market and I'll find someone with more cash. Um, and one of the ways that we kind of alter that or make a stronger offer is to have an appraisal gap where we say we're willing to put up to $20,000 to secure the loan for the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's saying if it did come in at that 680 you know, appraisal that will now cover seven hundred, and they're actually putting that twenty thousand dollars of their own cash up front. It's not bank money. The bank is only going to lend you six eighty, yeah. yeah. what they think the home is worth and what they're willing to risk. But if you want to keep it at that seven hundred price point, you're putting that twenty thousand dollars in cash out of your own pocket. Mm-hmm. And people really need to understand that yeah. that's where it's coming from. It's coming from your bank account. So on top of the you know, 5% you might have put down in earnest money and the 1% to 2% in closing costs, you now have to have another $20,000 or however much you, yeah. um, you know, put forth for the appraisal gap. But it is, it does make the offer stronger if they have the ability to do that because the seller is like, okay, well, these other offers didn't have the ability mm-hmm. to do that. So these people have cash. I know that they can at least meet me up to the $20,000 or we can negotiate more. Having a larger amount of earnest money or down payment they know you have money yeah like i do enjoy the appraisal gap limiting language so if you're gonna yeah. have I, I hate when it's too open-ended because i have a yeah. lot of that recently Up where to. buyer will cover appraisal gap and then there's a blank and i cringe yeah no it always i was like me. what does that mean and then when you had said that too it's about reaching out to the lender and which is what i will do for my buyers mm-hmm. and say hey i just got the offer it's it's really vague on Can this appraisal this? language yeah exactly what yeah. can we do here and how strongly do i have to fight to get a cap in there yeah and the, the lender will say i didn't agree to i didn't say that yeah let's just run the numbers so then they'll they get on the phone again again the transaction team we all have our lanes mm-hmm. but our lanes overlap yeah and we all have to if we see something we have to say something so yeah. when i see that i immediately call the loan officer and i'm like let's run the numbers and if they tell me hey we're maxed out at fifteen thousand dollars for a cap I then, as the buyer's attorney, have to go to the seller's side and say, listen, we're at the offer stage. I'm going to be transparent. All we have is $15,000. Yeah. So I need a, a gap coverage for that amount, and that's it. And if that's a problem, we need to deal with it now because yeah. we don't want to get to closing and later on find out like we're losing more money. Yeah. I mean, I uh, recently put in an offer on a property, and I went significantly over asking. Yeah, I, I wanted the house, and, um, you know, I was like, all right, well, this is where I feel the value is. Um, 
first, I it was in for a couple hours. The first phone call I got was from the listing agent. Um, they were concerned that it wouldn't appraise. So they, the first question she asked me was, what happens if, if it doesn't appraise? Are you willing to bridge the gap? And I said, well, are your sellers asking me to bridge the gap? Or yeah. are you, like... And she's like, yeah, they won't, like, this is the price that they want. And if you can come up with, like, say it, I'll use numbers for an example. Like, say I went in at 400, but they came, like, it appraised for 380. Are you going to come up with $20,000 cash? So we're negotiating a little bit. But again, I told my loan officer, my loan officer called the listing agent and said, hey, this is a really great offer. This is what she can do. Essentially take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Didn't get it. Oh, bummer. Yeah, because they got 16 offers. You know so what, though? Whatever. It's important to know what you yeah. what you want yeah. and also what you qualify for. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard to take, but that's what was the right fit at the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's just so important to have those lanes. Like, again, your lanes sort of overlap, yeah. but, you know, it, you have the professional courtesy and, you know, you have great relationships with the people that you work with all the time because you have to. I mean, you are, again, your lanes are overlapping. You yeah. are get you know, exactly. you're working with a lot of the same people a lot. Something that we've mentioned before on the show is during COVID, we saw a lot of new agents and yes. a lot of new attorneys yes. and a lot of, you know, and we thought that People were jumping into real estate. Yeah, jumping into the real estate world, really. Um, and I loved that you said that you do real estate attorney, like you're a real estate attorney full time. Like you don't all do, I do. any. That's my uh, only wheelhouse yeah. for a process. Because there are some attorneys that don't do, like they just yeah, dabble in this. That, that, that could be a whole show too. Yeah, that could be a whole show too. Um, and we Jack only have two minutes. Well, we only oh. have two minutes, so I want to give you guys an opportunity to give your contact information out. And thank you guys so much for oh, coming on it. Well, I mean, we could do eight shows on this, and we might have to. But literally. But yeah, literally. <laughs> Kate, why don't you, um, you sort of wrap it up for yeah, you? sure. So again, I'm Kate Fisher. I'm a full-time agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate in the heart of Pembroke. Um, and you can contact me at 781-820-8932. Again, that's 781-820-8932. I am generally here in the office Monday through Thursday. Um, so if you want to stop by and talk about anything home buying or selling i am happy to have those conversations with you and again i'll be at shaw's and hansen today from 10 to 2 <laughs> collecting for the hansen food pantry um i have two minutes they will also be doing a blood drive here on friday mm -hmm. from nine to three if you are interested in donating and jessica your contact information sure so jessica fennessy sherman law best number for me is 781-706-2431 that's 781-706-2431. Thank you guys so much. You can go to bostonconnect.com, find all of our contact information. You can go to Talk Real Estate Roundtable to listen to the show again. It'll be on Monday. It'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be on Monday. Or you can go to your podcast app, Talk Real Estate Roundtable. <laughs> what day is it? Listen to, what day is it? Someone please help me. I need help. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much. And you guys have to come back on. I really appreciate it. Thank and um, so this much. was such a great show. And thanks, Tim. Enjoy the rest of your day, Tim. Thank you, you two ladies. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood. WATD-FM Marshfield. WBMS Brockton.